0: Do School Better, a podcast for people who want to transform education. Join Doris Corda, Hawkins School's Associate Head and Director of Entrepreneurial Studies, as she shares her experience as an educational reformer told through conversations with Assistant Directors Tim Desmond and Allison Tanker. I really believe in the power of the entrepreneurial process, Allison's story. In this episode, Allison Tanker explains the path that led her to the Assistant Director position at the Miller Institute for Entrepreneurial Studies at Hawkins School. She explains how she discovered that entrepreneurship can be empowering while working with social enterprises in the United States, the U.K., Latin America, and the Caribbean. You
1: never set out to be a teacher, let alone, you know, a K-12 teacher, a high school teacher. You never, ever thought you would do that. Um, Why on earth did you agree to let me hire you? (laughs) Why did you say yes to doing this weird thing?
0: No, it's a good question. Uh, it is surprising to find myself in this space. I would have never imagined going through school, graduating, going out into the working world that I would end up working at a school.
1: Yeah. So, what did you do? Like, what, what, before before our first conversation, <laughs> um, what, tell, tell me what were you doing?
0: Well, most of my background. It was in social entrepreneurship, and I had studied that in school, and when I was in school, had co-founded a business uh, with a number of students that was trying to create more employment opportunities in sub-Saharan Africa by uh, promoting the sales of conscious, ethically made clothing. Like,
1: can you give an example? That's so interesting.
0: Sure. So... uh, it was a company actually founded by Bono of U2 and his wife Ali Hewson, who wanted to have a fashion line that was ethically made, uh, not in sweatshops. And so they had all kinds of you know jeans and dresses and mm. sweaters and all that. Uh, but uh, at my school, we were looking to have experiential opportunities for students, and our advisor was really helpful in making this connection to the company, where then. What we did was buy blank T-shirts off of that parent company to screen print on campus for Greek life, student orgs. So at your college. Locally uh, on campus who needed a T-shirt with their logo on it. We gave them an ethical option. Instead of having a sweatshop made tee, we had T-shirts that were made in sub-Saharan Africa where Mm -hmm. the entire supply chain from the grower of the cotton all the way to the sewer of the fabric was kept intentionally to create jobs in the area. So it was my first introduction into what it means to to be a young change maker and to feel really passionate about work and want to to make some change in the world and know that that was possible. But I also loved during those four years that I, I got a real taste of what it is to be involved in a startup. And at each level, you know, first I was on the marketing team and then I was helping with the sales and then I moved to the VP of operations and then I was running the thing and then We wanted to scale it, and it was actually in that space that I I really started to find some interest of how do we take this. cool if we sell 10,000 T-shirts at our campus, but if we can do that at 100 campuses across the U.S., that creates social change. So it was in that space that I started to connect with other people uh, that were passionate and like-minded at other schools and started to understand where my interest specifically in entrepreneurship you know, in and where I fit in the system mm. kind of was. That said, I also was doing an internship during uh, the summer between my junior and senior year that led me down to Latin America where I interned with a local Guatemalan company. Uh, and they were training local, mostly Mayan women to go out and sell things like water filters, solar lamps, eyeglasses, uh, things that people in rural areas didn't have access to uh, but were very beneficial for their health or their economic well-being and in turn started to make uh, some income for that female entrepreneur who really hadn't had work opportunities outside of the home prior to that and I had done some work with them over the summer and really loved being in the trenches mm-hmm. uh, that I was so close to the mission as compared to the work I was doing uh, with the startup in college, the mission was really distant. It was in Africa, and I was in a college in Ohio. It was and abstract. It, it yeah. was in a lot of ways. I was very motivated by it, but I wasn't there to really witness the impact. You weren't touching it. Right. So I was completely enthralled to be right on the ground level, working alongside the people. And with that, kind of uh, created an opportunity, I guess, in some ways. I emailed the the leader of the group and said, hey, is there any opportunity to take a full-time role? And uh, it worked out that I could come down after graduation. And so I started working uh, for a few years locally on the ground with this organization. And the coolest part for me was to watch these women come in where they were completely timid initially. They, They were saying there's no way I could ever have a business I don't know how to read and write, no one respects me. You know, I've never worked outside the home. This this could never work. And it was a locally led initiative. So I was there to support the other Guatemalan leaders who were the ones really training these these women. And they would sit there and they say, "You know, I thought the same thing about myself, but truly trust us. We're going to be here to train you and, you know, just come along as, you know, for the first couple trainings and see if it works for you and Over time, within a matter of six months, these women are managing their inventory, doing basic math. They're out there with these baskets of goods, you know, with water filters and and their solar lamps. And they're they're bringing products and services to people that really make an impact in their lives. And to watch these women start to develop this sense of self-worth where they realized, wow, I... I can make an impact on someone else's life. I can bring value to their world in something I'm doing. and you know, bringing these these products and services to them and bringing my own ideas to life about what other services or products people need. it truly was was empowering, and I knew that from going to college and studying this work and that uh, even in my own experience of uh, being involved in the startup, how empowering entrepreneurship can be, but to see that on the ground level and really witness these women step into their confidence was was powerful. From there, I also then went to uh, Jamaica, where I was working in the Caribbean with uh, another kind of incubator accelerator for entrepreneurs. And to see the patterns there again, where the entrepreneurs we were working with were uh, at a much different stage of operation. They were uh, generally a year or two into their startup, and they ranged from Agro-based entrepreneurs doing, uh, you know, egg farming, coffee farming, mm-hmm. honey farming, all the way to your tech startups who were doing app development, web design, things on that level, and we were there to help support them to be more sustainable, scalable, strategic, and everything they were doing. And in those, in that space, where I learned so much. I mean, small island economies are incredibly crazy, mm. and to help grow a startup and support them through that process was incredibly informative and uh, exciting. But again, to identify those patterns with how people were really understanding what skills they had, what strengths they brought to the table, what it was like to work with their team to bring something to life, and how that completely shifted their sense of self And the impact they were therefore making in the community, where they could create some jobs for people, but also really bring meaningful products and services into areas that don't have access. So all of this was happening, and I'm in my own place trying to think, where do I fit into all of this? This is just amazing, and I love uh, everything this brings to the table. And I actually remember uh, I read a book that helped me reflect a bit more on my specific uh, attributes and some of the things that it brought out was, uh, that coaching and mentoring is actually really core to who I am. And I hadn't considered that in, in, in the work I was doing. So
1: it's interesting to me that you, you <laughs> didn't
0: get that until you read a book that's like, eh, it's so... After I took one it's, of those silly tests, you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. check these boxes. Yeah, exactly. So funny. Um, that was, yeah, that was one of them. The other one was um, blank canvas creativity, kind of the artist space yeah. was important for yeah. me. And then the other was um, enterprise control or, you know, decision-making, strategic stuff on that level. Those are kind of the the top that flushed out. And so I made the decision at that stage to actually come back to Ohio where I grew up and uh, pilot my own business where I could work with young girls in high school and college to really help them develop this entrepreneurial mindset and skill set and initially designed these workshops and coaching club opportunities, mentorship to work with girls in, in dynamic ways that were very experiential so that they could start to gain that confidence and go out there and really become passionate, creative, confident change makers. Because I knew it was very possible. I had witnessed it time and time again. And then I really believe in the power of the entrepreneurial process, showing you how much you can add to the world, you know, bringing any idea you have into life. That process completely transforms what we, what we realize is possible for us. So I was doing this in Cleveland for uh, a couple years, uh, about a year and a half actually before... how did how did that go well... by the way
1: <laughs> how, did, how did it go because I think that's part an important part, part of the story, story That's you know? true.
0: so because
1: you have this lofty mission that's right and then and then you're here trying well, to sell to schools right
0: and and to be honest, I came back pretty naive. here I had been working in a lot of other countries that really valued entrepreneurship this was core to the development strategy of the country, and it was almost kind of a starting point. If you were doing international development work, entrepreneurship, women, that was kind of where you started. Yeah, that was... micro lo- loans,
1: exactly. Grumman Bank, the whole you bit. Got it, right. Sure.
0: So I came back and was really shocked to see my my hometown in a developed nation was kind of behind the curve, actually, on a lot of this. In what ways? I Well, I went back into um, a number of schools. Initially, my, my goal was to really partner and run workshops within these schools, both high schools and colleges, and imagined that all of the schools would be very much believers in experiential entrepreneurship, that we need to create more space and opportunities for women in this space, and that... workshop like this would come on in let's do it yeah well what what I found was actually a lot of the schools were still very focused on business plan writing and pitch competitions and and really didn't understand what I was talking about in a lot of ways I, I felt crazy and I remember actually the entrepreneurs I worked with in Jamaica always would say that they would say our favorite part of coming to this hub is that we can be around a bunch of other people that are called crazy all the time. Yeah. And I was starting to feel that way. I yeah. thought, wow, I'm crazy talking about all the important skills that are, yeah. uh, that are, you know, uh, fostered through this entrepreneurial experience and everything that can come from this. So as I was, uh, making some headway with some schools who are a little bit more open and and risk-taking and willing to try out what a workshop might look like and invite some of their female students. Uh, The the growth was slower than I had hoped, Uh, and I knew it was going to be an uphill battle for Mm -hmm. sure. But that didn't stop me. I was Mm -hmm. still very much, I mean, I I truly feel like it's it's part of my purpose and and my spirit and who I am that I'm, I'm meant to be doing this work. And as such, I kept pushing forward and emailed uh, a number of people, but had come across an article about this Hawkins school that apparently was doing some amazing stuff in entrepreneurial education and was local to my town. And I thought, are you kidding? How are they not on my radar? Where are? And uh, we we tried to set up a few conversations. I remember that the email exchange was going back and forth and I know your world now well so... you are very
1: persistent you kept, <laughs> it from my perspective you kept emailing me I want to talk to you about
0: mm-hmm.
1: doing an entrepreneurship workshop and mm-hmm. for, I didn't know you or any so from my perspective it was like okay thanks well we don't need it <laughs> we don't need it <laughs> yeah and which I'm sure you were getting from a lot of other schools also for different reasons for different reasons right exactly. right so I kept you were so persistent that finally I felt guilty. I remember? Yeah, that's really the truth of it. That's so funny. So we're awesome. awesome.
0: We met for breakfast, and I remember about 15 minutes into the sales pitch that I'm giving you about running workshops for your female students, uh, you turned the table and you mm-hmm. said,
1: Can I change the conversation? Exactly.
0: <laughs> right. And I remember. It was really amazing to me as we talked through both of our backgrounds and what we were motivated about, but specifically really the philosophical alignment that we have about the work we do. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I felt like I had talked to anyone since starting my business that totally understood what I was talking about, that really was on the same page. And here you were doing this inside of an institution – and and making a lot of headway really mm-hmm. but it was still a school and i thought oh my no i have i didn't come into this conversation with any interest in working inside of a school
1: yeah i mean we had just uh just decided not long before that i i was going to hire somebody to join our team mm-hmm. to um and and uh, Tim and I had been talking about what are we really looking for, what are, what's important. Mm-hmm. And literally within days of meeting you, that's what he and I had been talking about. And then you're doing your sales pitch and the wording that you used, how you described what motivates you, all the things you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I realized in however long it was, 15, 30 minutes, wow, everything this young woman is saying is exactly uh, the same philosophy, same... um, It is. You have the exact same philosophy about what all this is for and how it's empowering. And and I thought, wow. (laughs) And I said, can I change the conversation? I'd like to talk to you about coming and joining our team.
0: And... It was, a, I think it was a few months, really, that you continued to open me up to this opportunity because I, was, I wasn't very willing initially to let go or what I thought I was going to have to let go of with the, the, the company I had built. I thought, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm, I'm shedding layers of my identity by yeah. walking away from this. It, it feels awful that I've been forming these partnerships with a number of schools and now I'm I'm going to walk away from that to come
1: Well what you said to me was that you you had had a really rough time getting getting any kind of traction Absolutely. and that you were just starting to have a handful of schools mm-hmm. uh who were willing to try a workshop mm-hmm. and it, it 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 didn't feel like the right time That's right. And then in addition you said to me that uh you talked about your own experience in high school, and that you you just don't think think of yourself as a teacher.
0: That's it. I mean, that was a really big hurdle for me to get over because school for me was was not necessarily a place I thrived. Uh, growing up, I, I did well in school, but I had to work really hard to do well because the way that I was taught wasn't natural to the type of learner that I was. And it wasn't actually until I was in college and a part of a really unique program that allowed me to design my own major and take some control, really, over my learning and craft uh, a course of study that was aligned with what I was passionate about but also felt intentional. I, I understood the importance of having that economics class alongside of the anthropology class so that I could really have a sense of the world of which I was trying to then create some solutions for. So as we were discussing the school specifically here and, and the progressiveness and the goals that you had building a program like this, I realized the opportunity truly to come in and address... The gaps in our educational system for those kids who aren't thriving. I mean, I think about myself in high school. How much I would have loved a program like this, and how much I would have thrived and recognized at an earlier age the value I have that mm, I bring to the world, which is a
1: huge piece.
0: It is. I mean, it took I think you years
1: to get years. Right.
0: I mean, I remember it was like my junior year of college, and we were we were doing these assessments. Uh, about our skills and whatnot, and it was the first time that I realized th- my creativity was an asset. I always thought, well, I'm not an artist per se. I'm not a you know, I don't draw or paint. I was always a performing artist, uh, but I didn't understand that that was useful in a, as a career you know in a career path mm-hmm. that that was useful to any kind of profession. Because it felt so siloed always growing up. You know, you yeah. have art class here. You have math class here. You have Dance history, classes yeah. after
1: school. Exactly. Right.
0: So when I was really recognizing, wow, I, I have a number of skills that are really useful to this world later, you know, mm-hmm. in my educational experience. To imagine we could create that opportunity for students earlier where at very formative ages. Yeah where they're constantly being bombarded by, you know, messages from society, the media, family, College. friends, and especially colleges, yeah. that we give them sort of a safe space to say, figure yourself out, right? Yeah. Be like, have an opportunity to fail a little bit, iterate, pivot, figure out what you look like on a team, how you work with others, and really what you bring to the world. I mean, it's a, it was a huge opportunity. And, Although in some ways I thought, okay, I have opportunity to work with a number of schools or I could work inside of one, And another big selling point really for me was that your mission is a lot bigger than just uh, one course per se, that the mission, your purpose, I feel like your passion is surrounding educational reform and using this as a model to get there. And it was new for me because I had always seen entrepreneurship as a vehicle for economic development, for female empowerment. But to then know it could also be used to create some incredible changes in education was exciting, Mm -hmm. and that you're already doing that as well, that you had established this network of other educators nationally, even globally, who were wanting to learn how to develop a model like this at like their school. It. Yeah. And that you're leading workshops with you know, 90-some other educators and growing mm-hmm. has been uh, really encouraging to know that a number of educators acknowledge that the system is broken and are taking active steps to implement things that are really transformative for students. So a number of those... <sighs> pieces kind of fell into place and you coaxed me a little bit more and told me to to put my faith in it and and really trust that I I could make a a broader impact Mm -hmm. but I also think I'm making a deeper impact on a lot of levels that you know here I was within my my specific business before this trying to negotiate for you know a two-day workshop which would end up being you know 16 hours maybe if I was lucky
1: and, and that was huge success if you got and that, one. Exactly, <laughs>
0: because a lot of the schools said, there's no way we can even yeah, give you yeah. a full weekend. No. And to know that on a weekly basis, we work with our students for, you know... However
1: many yeah, hours, right? You know,
0: significant hours a day means that the depth we can get to with these students really moves the needle for their experience. And and that's very exciting for me. Yay.
1: Well, I'm thrilled that we were able to get you to have
0: faith <laughs> and jump in. For more information and resources, go to doschoolbetter.com. Podcasts created by Tim Desmond, Doris Corda, and Allison Tanker. Produced by Tim Desmond.